What's Gucci, y'all? We have the Ted Jones Comedy Show at Asylum NYC on Friday, July 23rd at 9.30 p.m. 307 West 26th Street in Chelsea, Manhattan. Eight comics are going to come out and give it to you. Reg Thomas, Emily Wilson, Hannah Burner, Harrison Greenbaum, Jared Freed, Chloe LeBranch, Karen Feehan, Julio Gallerati, and of course, I will be there, your host, Ted Jones. Tickets for the event are in my Instagram bio, Ted Jones World, or you can find tickets at AsylumNYC.com, guys. This show is going to be amazing. Again, Friday, July 23rd at 9.30 p.m., okay? Okay, great. See you there. What the heck is up, guys? Make sure you get to that show this Friday, today being Monday. We have a few promo codes left. I just put on my Instagram story, Ted Jones World, that um, we will be giving out those last few promo codes. So DM me at Ted Jones World on Instagram or hit me up on email, tedjonesworld at gmail.com if you want to get one of those few promo codes left. Guys, this show is going to be a freaking movie. I'm not just saying that. It actually will be. It's going to be super exciting, and I cannot wait. Again, Friday, July 23rd, 9.30 p.m. Ticks are in my Instagram bio, or go to Asylum nyc.com okay so i just wanted to start this off uh by talking about this naomi osaka netflix like little short series it was like three episodes and last episode we had former tennis star hannah burner come on the podcast comedian now and we were talking about the game um you know if you guys have listened to this podcast before you'll know that i was a division one college tennis player for two and a half years before i wanted to venture off in college and kind of do different things. So two and a half years in, I actually failed a drug test because I was smoking weed in my dorm room and I got in trouble. And then there were like a few months in between the first and the second test. So I got ended up getting caught the second time. And then the third time I just didn't show up for the test because I wasn't really into college tennis. But watching this documentary, it really shows the the aloneness of the tennis game, you know, like Naomi Osaka was saying how from the age of three years old until now, she would spend like eight hours on the tennis court. And I mean, actually maybe not now, but just growing up and being on the tennis court that much, like you don't have anyone to really look to, you know, it's not like baseball or basketball or some team sport like soccer where If you're growing up playing the sport, you know, eight hours a day, whatever, you have other people to like bounce off conversations with, right? And the game of tennis, you're like really only playing with your coach or even like a family member, you know? So for me, at least in the game of tennis, it was really difficult to kind of have my off the court self uh, match with my on the court self, just because I feel like it's two different things. Like it's so entirely different. You know what I mean? Like when you're on the tennis court, it's all you like granted, you'll have a coach on the side who has is giving you pointers before and after the match. But like being on the tennis court, it's really such an individual game. And then being off the tennis court, it's just, it's completely different, you know? So a lot of people in the game of tennis, I'd say have like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like Jekyll and Hyde, like you have just 
two different personalities, like one when you're on the tennis court and then one when you're off the tennis court. I remember when I was playing competitively, people used to always be like, oh, it's so funny, Ted. Like when you're on the tennis court, you're like a completely different person. And in tennis, this like affected me a lot. You know, like I wish that I could be how confident I was off the tennis court, on the tennis court. Like I had a tennis coach who was like, all you need to do is just carry this swag or whatever that you have off the tennis court onto the tennis court. But for me, it was just really difficult. You know, like I was not really that focused on the tennis court. I would get super pissed and I wasn't confident on the court. You know, like I would get super nervous before matches and like practice is really where I prevailed. You know, like maybe that was because in practice, you know, I'd go to a clinic for two hours a day or whatever it was, and I'd be around 30 other kids. So, like, the social environment was different, you know? But then once once we went to a tournament, I just got super nervous. So, like, I was the type of tennis player who went around, played all those tournaments, but, like, it never clicked for me, you know? Like, and I think that people have that that chip on their shoulder when they play tennis or they grow up playing tennis. It's so different from the normal childhood, right? Cause like if you're on the high school tennis team, I mean, there's not really much of like a, a brotherhood or sisterhood bonding experience there just because like everything is so individual, you know, like in basketball, baseball or soccer, which is what I mentioned before, everything is like together. You need to make sure that you're one team. You know, so in watching this documentary, would I recommend it? Eh, to be honest, it was a little bit slow. Um, I don't know whether that was because the documentary literally took like two months, I mean, two years to come out. Like they were showing clips from the 2019 US Open. That's when they started the documentary. And now they're just finally releasing it. So this Netflix documentary took, I'd say, almost two years, if not two years to come out. I don't know when exactly they started shooting, but I'm sure COVID had an issue behind it just in terms of, you know, tennis not really happening for a few months, like tournaments were canceled. But um, in general, you see how Naomi Osaka is just such a quiet, humble person. And she really has been speaking out against like social issues and everything. And it's great. She's a young girl. She's only like 24 years old. But you see how, like, tennis is such an alone sport. You know, like, even when she was building her house in California, she was saying the first few nights she couldn't sleep because she was so scared. You know, like, this 23, 24-year-old girl living in a $10 million house by herself. It was just, it was super different. Um, And I think that tennis players go through that a lot. Like, they do feel very alone on the court. So um, anyone who wants their child to play tennis or is playing tennis in general, I think you'll probably know what I'm thinking. But just keep in mind that tennis is um, a solo sport. So um, it's best to match your confidence off the tennis court and on the tennis court. And I think that in sports in general, you know, like it's very hard to master the off-court and the on-court kind of confidence. You know, I think one tennis player who does it is like Roger Federer. You know, you see Roger Federer off the tennis court. He's wearing his Rolex, has his suave on tennis shoes, wearing Uniqlo, whatever it is. He kind of has that swag on and off the tennis court. But it's tough, especially in an individual sport where you're taught to focus so much on the craft at hand that like, how are you really going to manage your off-court shenaniganery or whatever it may be? But um, interesting documentary. Do I recommend it? Eh, I guess if you guys are watching (laughs) new stuff on Netflix, um, definitely check that out. But Naomi Osaka, uh, one of the best tennis players in the world.
now, if not um, definitely a contender for that. Okay, so I had a few DMs like within the last couple of months. I'm not even going to lie. I had three guys and one girl asked me to start doing an OnlyFans. This is not a joke. I wanted to know what your guys' opinion is on OnlyFans, TedJonesWorld at gmail.com, TedJonesWorld on Instagram. But like, I really didn't even know what OnlyFans was up until like the last couple of months. I used to just think that it was an app where you just show a ton of skin, right? I mean, that's probably what it's there for. But people are making a lot of money on OnlyFans. And I don't know, I wouldn't mind getting naked for a few dollars, but I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be putting that on OnlyFans. It's funny that um, I guess I've had like, yeah, reach out to me asking about OnlyFans. But if you are a person who does OnlyFans, let me know how, what your experience is like. Um, wouldn't mind making, uh, you know, $100,000 for a dick pic or whatever <laughs> you may be. It's pretty funny that the past month, like the crypto talk has really been non-existent. That was like a, a clean transition, huh? But the, like I haven't heard from anyone on my little TikTok or Instagram really talking about crypto. I used to follow, or I still follow BitBoy Crypto on YouTube, Ben Armstrong. Uh, the, he refers to his channel. He says, the number one crypto station in the interwebs, which I think it is. The guy seems to know a lot, but like July was supposed to be a hot ass month for crypto. This was like all the crypto people on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube were talking about this like six weeks ago about how July we're going to shoot to the moon. It's going to be fire. My portfolio just in general and crypto not doing so hot right now. But it's funny how like when something is hot, everybody hops on it. And then now it's just like seemed to cool down. But I still have faith in crypto, guys. The world is changing. Uh, inflation is mother freaking real. $20 does not get you what it used to. Like I remember when I, like a few years ago, actually, when I first started driving, I put $20 in the gas tank when I was driving one of my parents' cars, of course. And I'd at least have half a tank. It'd get me wherever I needed to go, whatever it is, like 150 miles. But now when I put in $20, it's barely even a third of a tank. Not even playing. I mean, I don't even know if that's like, inflation prices or oil going up, whatever it may be, definitely has to do uh, with inflation in general and um, oil going up in general. But guys, we got to protect the planet. Crypto hopefully will, um, you know, affect the planet in a positive light. I know that Bitcoin has gotten some backlash in terms of like uh, people mining and it's the gas is, I don't know, you know what I mean, but like gas and fees for crypto um, are extremely high and it hasn't been that good for the environment, but neither is eating meat, guys. Uh, That is the number one CO2 cause of emission is eating meat. So check yourself before you riggedy wreck yourself, guys. (laughs) This past Friday, I did a show actually at Asylum NYC at 307 West 26th Street, where the Ted Jones Comedy Show is this Friday. But I did the show called Weeding Out the Stone. And it was funny. So I was asked to do this show. And like, I didn't even really know what it was. So I'm preparing my set. I was like, okay, I'm ready to do seven minutes of stand up, whatever. I get to the show and then I finally find out that Weeding Out the Stone is a game show where 15 people smoke weed 
and one person doesn't smoke weed. And it's the audience's job to find out which person is not high. So naturally, before I went to the show, I smoked a little bit of weed, you know, just to get a just to get a leg up. Got to the show, and I thought I was going to be doing stand-up, but I found out that it was a game show. I was um, definitely uh, more pumped about that because I've never done stand-up when I was that high. Like, I was so high, especially when I got there smoking with uh, some of the other comics and performers backstage. I just, like, automatically got super high. I was, like, started getting a little anxious. And now I understand what it's like when you guys get anxious or when I ask people if they smoke weed or not. And like the number one thing people say, they're like, yeah, I get too anxious when I smoke. But now I freaking get it. I was a little bit anxious before the show. Took me like 20 minutes to calm down, had a fat water. And that's probably the best thing you can have if you get too high. Just like realize that you'll come down slowly, but like it only, the real, real highness only lasts like 20 minutes. Just have some water and you guys will be fun. But that show, Weeding Out the Stand, excuse me, Weeding Out the Stone, was fun. Uh, I vlogged it, so check out that vlog episode. It'll be available tomorrow on uh, Tuesday. But uh, we had a good time, and unfortunately, I feel like, I don't know. I, I hate to be a hater, but it was a little bit rigged. I don't think I should have been knocked off so early. I got knocked off in, like, the third round where there was, like, 10 people left, but I was definitely stoned, so I wasn't supposed to be on stage <laughs> the longest at all. But that show is every third Friday at Asylum NYC, and I'll likely do it again. But stay posted on uh, Ted Jones World Instagram, and I'll let you guys know about that show. And any shows in the future, in general, when we have a ticketed event, I'm going to be putting it in the Ted Jones World Instagram bio. So make sure you check that out, and you'll see um, the upcoming shows. All right? So right before this broadcast, I had a fat coffee. And the thing is, I've been telling people my coffee order, and people really just don't even believe me, especially at the pace that I'm drinking. I'll toot my own horn here. But some people have not even heard of a Trenta at Starbucks. Like, have you guys ever heard of a Trenta? It's 30 ounces. I most of the time get it with light ice. So we're dealing with probably 25 to 27 ounces of iced coffee and I drink it. And I'm liking Starbucks. You know, this isn't an ad right here for Starbucks, but I guess they don't really even uh, need an ad, guys. But Trenta Starbucks, I'd recommend it, especially if you guys need to freaking feel awake. Um, that's how you got to do it. So I wanted to talk to um, some of the bros here on the podcast and also the girls too. You know, like I think in general, this goes both ways. So uh, about like five months ago, I was talking to this girl pretty in-depthly, you know, like I've known her for a number of years. We started DMing and it, the DM converted to text. And we initially, we had a plan to go out and meet for drinks. And then I didn't hear for her from her for like 24 hours. I was asking her like where we should go. And then she was like, oh, sorry, I have work. Like, can we rain check? After I was the one who reached out like a few times, but like, this is a situation I have found myself in in terms of like chasing after girls or whatever it may be. Girls, and the same thing for guys, you know, like you really can't chase after someone. People love being chased and then they lose interest, right? So I had this girl actually reach back out through a DM and I was like, oh, come to the comedy show just because I was like, whatever, maybe it'll be good for this person to come to the show and see me in action. 
whatever that may be. She was like, oh, I'll come if you're going to be funny. Like, obviously, I'm going to be funny, guys. Make sure you come to that show. I'm going to be hilarious. And everyone else there is hilarious, too. So come to the show. But that's regardless. And neither here nor there. I didn't ask her again to go out just because, like, I feel like she didn't deserve it. You know what I mean? I'm trying to stand up for myself in terms of, like, all right, well, the universe sends you the same thing over and over until you pass the test, right? Or so I've heard. I'm like a big believer in um, just waves and auras and all that shit. That's why I have these these stones here. Check it. Like these pink stones. Hannah Burner last episode asked what these are for, but this is like energy, love, healing kind of stone. But just in general, guys... If you get disrespected one time, maybe uh, shame on them. Get disrespected twice, shame on you, because you could you should expect that shit. So no more chasing, gr- excuse me, girls. No more chasing guys. Guys, no more chasing girls. Let's keep that shit fifty fifty, even. You know what I mean? Like, what is the deal with guys chasing girls constantly, having girls not read the guys' DMs, leaving them on red, whatever it may be. It's not worth it. You're not going to end up with them for eternity. And, like, what is the deal with getting attention for, like, two minutes anyway? Like, yes, they're going to respond or something, but it's not worth it to have somebody not read your shit or not respond to you for, like, ten days. Like, this is also non-related, but I sent out um, a text message, like, last Saturday to a group of people telling them to come to the show this Friday. And this one girl responded on Thursday. Be like, oh, yeah, I'd love to come. Like, dog, what were you doing for five and a half days that you didn't respond to my text message? Like, obviously, I'm not going to respond to that message since you responded 113 hours <laughs> later. But anyway, goes back to the beginning of uh, what I was saying. Respect yourself, guys. You can always be nice for sure. But at some point, um, you got to show the same energy that you're getting from that person and just shoot it right back. Okay, guys, don't be shy um, to do that in general. Yes, people earning mother freaking respect. Okay, guys. Um, Okay, so we have a listener email that I think we will get to because this was actually a pretty funny one. Um, One second. So this was actually from Jake from Trenton, New Jersey. He goes, hey, Ted, I saw episode 10 of the vlog water challenge. Nice. That was actually a funny uh, challenge that we did with uh, the former producer of the podcast, Pat. He goes, can you do a seltzer chug challenge? So Jake from Trenton, uh, I appreciate you writing into tedjonesworld at gmail.com. Guys, send your emails, questions, comments, concerns, whatever, into tedjonesworld at gmail.com and get a chance to have your email spoken for on the podcast okay so jake um i think we're gonna we're gonna try and do a seltzer chug here if you guys haven't seen vlog 10 we went like all (laughs) all over the city and uh tested people chugging water just wanted people to stay hydrated it was a hot summer day but let's get out this seltzer here and see how far i can chug it i'm not gonna be so confident especially with these bubbles Okay, uh, vintage seltzer needs no introduction. Basically like a dollar at your local grocery store. This is, again, not a sponsor, but we're doing a lot of freaking sponsored this this uh, episode. Starbucks and vintage seltzer. Run me my chick. All right, so we'll get this uh, bubbly going here. We got lemon, and honestly, I am not so sure 
this is going to go down smoothly. I'm really not confident uh, with this year, but I should change my mind, mindset to be confident. So let's get pumped and see how far we can go with this seltzer chug. I hope you guys are watching on YouTube, by the way. Episode 152 here, and let's get to it. Uh, 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 okay. Uh, I am burping here. Uh, uh, can you guys check out the spillage on the Ted Jones comedy sh- show? T-shirt didn't do so well with the seltzer chug. Seltzer might be one of the harder things to chug. No joke. Like last vlog that I put out, I believe it was vlog 31, the skateboard vlog. I shotgunned a seltzer at the end of it and it was super difficult. Like seltzer might have the most CO2, I think out of any beverage. If y'all got different facts, let let me know. But I'm pretty sure that seltzer could be the hardest thing to chug. Jake, I hope that was impressive. Trenton, New Jersey, as you guys know, I lived in New Jersey for six freaking weeks. So I got love for Jake (laughs) representing New Jersey. But that was difficult, man. Um, I'm sorry to disappoint, but how much did we get there? I think we honestly got probably like, yeah, six ounces of seltzer during that chug but the seltzer chug is tough guys the new indoor rule for la people have to wear masks do you guys think that this is because people are just not taking the vaccine seriously and there are a lot of maybe anti-maskers and anti-vaskers out in la i'm not really sure but like this is slightly concerning i mean considering we have a comedy show this friday and new york is flowing just in general there are people everywhere not a lot of masks, but it might also be because, be because people in L.A. just really aren't taking the vaccine seriously. Like, especially since there's so much more room in L.A., you know what I mean? Like, people can walk on the street in L.A. and they're not passing somebody every three seconds, you know what I mean? So, people in L.A., get your goddamn shot. If you guys want to go back <laughs> into restaurants without a mask or go to indoor comedy shows without a mask... Get your shot, because people here in New York City know what's up. And that's why we're going to have this beautiful show at Asylum NYC 307 West 26th Street this Friday, July 23rd. Guys, I cannot wait. Eight amazing comics. Check my Instagram bio for tickets. I don't know how many times I got to tell you, but masks indoors in L.A. sounds kind of tough. The mayor of New York now saying we will not be going back to masks so that is definitely something that we are fired up about jeff bezos going to space with an 18 year old is the absolute move whoever this guy this billionaire was who was supposed to go with jeff bezos to space paid 28 mil but is now like bowing out because he has a scheduling issue i wonder what the hell you can have scheduled that you dropped 28 mil to go to space with jeff bezos but like you have a scheduling conflict I want to meet this, like, who is the guy who is supposed to go? That's such an interesting angle. You're like, yeah, I just dropped 28 mil, but I have a scheduling conflict. So, like, I don't think I'm going to be able to go. Power move. Absolute power move. Next time I waste 28 mil, I'm going to let you guys know. But congrats to this 18-year-old who gets to go to space with Jeff Bezos. Hopefully he learns some ish and he's like, you know what? 
I'm not going to go to college anymore. I'm just going to study shit on YouTube. Because <laughs> honestly, I feel like YouTube can help you out more than college. What do you guys think? There's no need to take mother freaking physics, biology, freaking anthrop. I mean, maybe anthropology would be good if you want to learn stuff about what your body or whatever. Is anthropology even the study of your body? I don't even know, but there's so many subjects in high school and college that are just a waste of time, dare I say it. Algebra one, algebra two, I didn't do well in either of them, but guess what? I got an A in statistics. That is right. Why did I get an A in statistics? Because I freaking cheated. That's how I got an A in statistics in college, guys. No need to learn these things that won't help you out further in life, go on YouTube, write in whatever the heck you want to know, and that's how I'm going to end this freaking episode, 152. Get your tickets to the Ted Jones Comedy Show this Friday. I love you guys, and thank you for listening. Goodbye.